Just because something isn't a lie does not mean that it isn't deceptive. A liar knows that he is a liar. But one who speaks mere portions of truth in order to deceive is a craftsman of destruction. Chris Jamie Hello all and welcome back to my show. I am Jess, and before we get deep into this week's episode, I wanted to make a few fun announcements. First off, I'm not sure about you, but it was snowing here in Texas today, which as a Texan is very rare and crazy. It was lovely. Also, Another fun thing about what has happened since the last episode, I am now officially a licensed motorcyclist. A fantastic personal achievement that I am so proud of myself for. I've always loved motorcycles and the idea of riding. I was also more likely to choose the motorcycle in most racing games while growing up. It's something I always thought of doing but never saw it becoming a reality for me. With how everything went in my life, it was never even an option until last year. Nevertheless, I am so proud of myself for doing that, which was another part of my healing that I think is so important. Doing things for yourself. That has been the most groundbreaking part of my healing, is actually doing things for me. A complex self-care, if you will. Self-care became my priority through all of this, because it's not just spa days and cleaning. Self-care is hard, dark, and brutally honest. It's not talking to people so that you are focused on what needs to happen in your life. It's about writing out all your debts, hardships, and the weak points where you assess what can be done to fix these things. It's realizing what serves you and what is holding you back. Self-care is healing, especially when it's healing from a narcissist. Even before this pandemic that the world has been going through, I missed my friends. There was so much that I missed because I knew I would be of no benefit to those memories when I was so busy trying to just hold myself together for me. This isn't a pity party. It's the honest truth. When I realized just how horrific the things my mother had done, and I realized who I had become, I genuinely had to lock myself away and deal with my life. Because I didn't know who I was without her around. In this episode, as the title suggests, we are going to talk about delusions, 
denial, and the deception of a narcissist. That was always the craziest thing to me when it came to my mother. Her delusional mind always confused me because she would speak of things that clearly were not real and claim that they were happening as such. Let me make one thing very clear. My mother and I no longer have a relationship. I am making this statement because I have had a few people ask me about this relationship with her now, and that is my answer. I have been without contact with my mother since November of 2019. When all of this came crashing down, after everything, I had had enough. And thankfully, she did something so outlandish and bizarre that I didn't even really have to work at staying away from her anymore. So, with that being said, let's begin this timeline. This all began around early May of 2019, when I was hanging out with my mother one day at the house, and we were going to do something that day that I can't even remember at this point. She had this look about her as she was sitting in her chair. She looked to me and said that she made a new friend. I said, oh, that's great. Who are they? Oh, just this man in the army. He messaged me on Instagram saying, hello, pretty lady. Oh, no. Mom, you're not really talking to them, are you? Let me see. She showed me the profile, and my biggest fear had come true. She was being talked to by someone who was using the old military romance scam. You know, the ones where the man is lonely overseas and just wants someone to help him? Yeah, those. I quickly informed her about these scams and even pulled up some internet references to show how these things go. She quickly got defensive and said that, no, he's not asking me for money. We just talk as friends because he wanted someone to talk to. I let it go in that moment because I really wanted to believe that she wasn't being scammed. But I knew in my heart that that person was not who they said they were. We moved on from it, but I definitely noticed how much she was messaging this person. A little too much for someone in the military, seeing as I have friends in all branches. A month went by, and at this point, I did know who my mother was, but I hadn't fully let her go. Seeing as I was still so present in her life and doing things with her, she was still always in her phone talking to him. Like clockwork. I would make jokes like, does he even sleep? Why is he talking to you if he's working? Blah, blah, blah. She told me he was a frontline sniper and that he kept all those dirty terrorists out. Here's a little nugget of knowledge about my mother. She is 
one of the most disgusting racists I have ever personally known. I grew up listening to her throw slurs around like they were please and thank yous. She was nasty with people of other ethnicities, but would say, I'm not racist. I hate everyone equally. Then continue to just rip people apart. In private, and a lot of times in public. It was sickening and maddening that someone could be this hateful. She genuinely held herself above others and has the superiority complex that she is better than everyone. Know anyone like this? Well, you might be dealing with a narcissist. When she told me this information about him and what he does in the army, I knew he was telling her everything she wanted to hear. Based on a conversation my sister and I had had around that same time, she shared with me a conversation that they had had in private, where our mother basically admitted to being afraid of a terroristic attack from the other side. I am not going to quote what she said on here. I would never say those things, especially on my own platform. Please just know, the things my mother says out of racism is so radical that it makes me physically ill. So, for him to say things like shooting those dirty terrorists, I knew she was completely content in that moment. She felt protected. Another month had passed, and it's around September at this point. She was still talking to him like clockwork, and I had noticed she started hiding pictures of him everywhere. I just like to look at him, she said. Now she had a lock on her phone, and her phone background was a photo of this man. My dad even noticed, but... Oh, he's just my friend. He's far away. What could even be going on? My mother in delusions has always been an issue. All of my life, she was in a fantasy. Remember last week when I talked about the fun house? Everything was fairies, dragons, elves, Santas, you name it, it was there. Anyone who personally knew my mother knows that she is covered in tattoos, and those tattoos also consist of fairy tales. Now, I am not talking about Peter Pan fairy tales. I mean, on the back of her neck is a tattoo of one of my old ice skating coach's name backwards, and she pronounces it like it's the name of a fairy garden. That is the cold truth. She has many tattoos, and all of them with different meanings like that. So seeing these delusions growing up was so painful, because a part of me all along saw her delusions, but the child in me who wanted to love my mother believed her. Everything I knew was a lie, and it was my responsibility to find out all of my truths in life. On my own.
asked and you delivered. On Facebook, I mentioned making this either a two-part episode or a longer, more in-depth episode. And we all picked two-parter. There is just simply too much to this specific story to not do so. The events that took place from November 2019 to March of 2020 are definitely going to be something that I never forget. A narcissist will deceive you until the only truth you know is what they have presented you. You will only know their beliefs and views as long as you are influenced by them. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try to escape that influence, you get dragged back into their games. I had so much going on in my life at this point. I was stressed out because I didn't know if I was going to be able to find a place to live, and I was entirely too broke from not having a good job. She also didn't really help me in that department, because even when I tried to go back home in the recent months or years, she said no, or would guilt trip me and say I could stay in her studio, but she's not moving anything out, and that I could put a futon in there or something. Her words. (laughs) Now, her studio was actually just my old bedroom that she had all of her art stuff in. There wasn't even room to walk around. How would have there have been room for a futon? Also, she said I would be responsible for all of the chores again, even if I was working full-time. I was confused, and the idea of going home to that was much worse than the thought of living out of my own car. So, because I was so busy fighting to figure out what on earth I was going to do, she had this whole elaborate fantasy she was living out that no one even knew about in this time. I was getting a new job and preparing for the haunted house season, also trying my very best to avoid too much time with her. This next part is going to be very hard. Not that this all hasn't been hard, but This next piece is genuinely heartbreaking for me from start to finish. This is the part that truly changed me and why we are all able to be here today to talk about it. Through the haunted house season and working on getting a new job, I was also preparing for my trip to Georgia that was for my birthday on November 1st. Even though my birthday is November 10th, Elton John was coming to town in Atlanta on November 1st. So I asked my mother for a ticket. I didn't want anything fancy, but the nosebleed section was preferred because the tickets to his concert were higher than most. It's understandable. It's Sir Elton John. She loved him. And because she loved him so much, I grew up listening to all of his music. Not just the hits, but all of his songs. 
She had most of his collection on vinyl, but she never had a player, so they just went untouched in her collection. Even the year I got a record player for Christmas, I was never able to touch the Elton John records. She said I would destroy them if I got my hands on them. I was always torn up by that. And because I was so afraid of her, I never did those rebellious things like play them when she wasn't around. No, I genuinely didn't touch them. I digress. I love Elton John. I have always loved and respected him as a musician and a singer. So all I wanted for my birthday was a ticket to his farewell tour. She called me and said that I should check my email. So I did, and there was a confirmation for over $1,500 in the low 100 section, which I knew was very close, but I noticed that it said two tickets. She insisted she was going to go with me now, even though in prior years, anything that came up about going to see him, she said, I have seen them enough. I don't need to go to this tour. So when I had asked for a ticket, I was genuinely expecting to go alone. But no, she decided last minute that instead of giving me the money so I can buy a small ticket, She bought two expensive ones without me knowing so that she could go too. And that's when I knew that this trip would not be for my birthday anymore. I couldn't be upset, and I knew that I was still going to get to go to the show, just like planned. I was still going to get to see my favorite singer in my favorite city of Atlanta, So I swallowed my pride, and I thanked her. After all, I had to be thankful. So, as you can see, even up until November of 2019, I was not in control of all of my life. I had found a new apartment and was starting a new job that I was very excited for, but I had no control over what I wanted only what I had to do. Work and bills. I was doing my absolute best to have a life that I wanted, but somehow she always found a way to make it about her. So as we get to November 1st, it's about 6.45 a.m. I get to my parents' house and my dad was already gone for work. We were packing up some last-minute things in the kitchen since we only ever do road trips when she travels. She doesn't fly. Plus, I grew up with many road trips because of skating. So I was fine with a 12-hour drive to Georgia. It's an amazing drive. While in the kitchen, she asked me if I could help her turn off a notification for something on her phone. And the moment she handed me her phone, a text message came in from this military man that said, I love you so much. You are my everything. I froze. I didn't know what to think. 
I looked up at her and asked, what is this? Pointing at the message. She grabbed her phone and said it was none of my business. I was beyond myself. What was going on? What has my mother done this time? Is this a joke? Is this a dream? My thoughts and heart were not only racing, but heavy. So heavy. She refused to tell me what was going on and just said to pack up the car. Elton John, Elton John, focus on the drive. This is your trip. She can't ruin this one. She cannot ruin this one. Oh my god, what is going on? It's a 12-hour car ride, and she has the most sinister and twisted look on her face. I was panicking. For this week, I am going to pause it here. When we touch back on this next Monday, we will get to the concert and go through the dramatic and traumatic events that followed the entire trip. In the meantime, you can reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, and now Facebook at MMTN Podcast. That's for My Mother, the Narcissist Podcast. Check me out there for updates on episodes and special events that come up. I love connecting with every single one of you. And I want to thank you again for your continued support. I am here with you and want you to know that you are worthy and loved. You deserve to give yourself love this week. I hope I have given you a break from the madness that is going on. And I can't wait to come back next week when we finish covering this crazy and wild story from my mother, the narcissist. So, let's heal together. Thank you.